everyone. Welcome to the first ever Before the Z-Wing podcast. Very excited to join you guys today. With me is Travis Heiner. My name is Stefan Arnold. Before we get into anything else, Travis, we must discuss Sir Baby Yoda. <laughs> Sir Baby, he's royalty now? He's been, he's been knighted. <laughs> okay, good. How Okay, how many Ewoks does it take to equal the cuteness of one baby oh, Yoda? So a tribe. Definitely a tribe. A tribe. Yeah. So like 30, 40, yeah, 60? 50 what is huts in a tree. Yeah, not Jabba the Huts, but 50 Ewok huts hanging in a tree. Kites. Yeah. If you could fit 10 Ewoks in each hut. so 500 Ewoks? <laughs> Come on, he's super adorable. He's super adorable. And he's super adorable because he's so unexpected. Yes. Uh, I have definitely been using tons of GIFs and memes, <laughs> and it's just terrific. Um, I'm going to say 52 Ewoks. 52? Right, yes. I would, I'd, put it at, um, I'd put it at 40. 40. So if yeah. you had like a school bus full of Ewoks... Slightly, slightly cuter than Baby Yoda. If Yoda pulled up with the Mando in a sidecar on a motorcycle, he would steal the show, hands down. Yes. Well... And he could run that bus off the road and we'd be fine. You're going to kill 50 Ewoks? <laughs> They're murderous little creatures. You've seen what they did to those stormtroopers, right? They're nasty, nasty little teddy bears. They cook those guys in their shells. <laughs> okay, another scale. How many puppies... Does it take to equal the cuteness of one baby Yoda? I, I don't think you could get any cuter. I, I think Star Wars topped themselves. With, I mean, it'd be a long time before they can come up with another anything that would be cuter than Yoda. I don't think The baby cute. Yoda. Not... Yeah, so I'm going to say 11 puppies. So if you go 12, you get those big feet and that furry little stomach. 12 puppies, a little slightly cuter than baby Yoda. Oh, so that's your tipping scale? Yeah, 11, okay. 11 and a half over under. Sure, I will defer to your judgment on that one. Okay. Sure. And about 50 Ewoks. <laughs> okay, guys, so that was fun. Uh, yeah, this is the Before the Z-Wing podcast. We're just starting out, guys, and we've got a new movie coming this late December 19th? The 20th. 20th. I should probably know that. That's okay. I could be wrong. You could be wrong. It's, I'm going to say December 20th, Rise of the Skywalker. We're going to be talking about that in a second episode. This first episode is all about the introduction of who we are and why you should listen. Second question right off the bat, what was your favorite Star Wars action figure mm. when you were a child, not now? Um, I think, well, Boba Fett. The action figure. I mean, he was a big deal back then. The Boba Fett action figure was a big deal. And yes. I had two of them eventually. Um, Didn't he have a shooting rocket? No. So that's a... Well, okay. So the prototype... The prototype. The prototype they had built in a, a shooting... But they realized that... I think the folks at Kenner said, we can't do, do this because the kids that, are going to play it. It's going to take somebody's Just, eye out. Right. Yeah. So actually, when you held the toy, it looked very much like it should, but it never did. And I remember spending hours looking at that thing going, doesn't this thing launch somehow? It looked like there was a lever on the side, and, uh, but it was great, all molded down. And, the great toys of the uh, late 70s and early 80s. Some things shot out, like fists and rockets, and then, oh, yeah. then they stopped doing that no yeah they did but uh for our own protection (laughs) yes so yours is boba fett i'm gonna go with a snow trooper and that that sick giant blue rifle that you couldn't even put straight down because it couldn't stand if you put them straight down that was my that was my go-to uh the 
Hoth or Cold Weather Gear Stormtrooper. I, I would like to say that a very close second for me would actually be the Jawa action figure. Really? Yeah. For some reason, they were the coolest little little guys. I mean, I actually had my Jawas fight my G.I. Joes. And I actually had my Jawas... Did they win? Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. And they even special guests in episodes of He-Man, when I had He-Man toys when I was growing up. Gotcha. Kind of like an Orko, like, but not floating and not wizard. <laughs> just Ewoks. Yes. Just... just <laughs> no, Jawas. Mm. Jawas. Got me there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep those small creatures. Uh Correct. So, but have you ever seen a Jawa with his, his hood off? He actually could be an Ewok in there if Ewoks had glowing eyes. Yeah. Just putting that out there—the theory. That's a far-off <laughs> theory. <laughs> You've got plenty of other theories we are going to get to, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one maybe uh, in episode fifty. Well, Jawa, Jawas are Ewoks. <laughs> but um, so once again, folks, my name is Stefan Arnold, and I'm with Super fan travis heiner i'm a little bit more down the fan scale of star wars fans i've certainly seen them all i've read some books back in the day uh seen some animated uh cartoons and of course watching the mandalorian on disney plus travis however is a big time star wars fan travis when i asked you the other day rate yourself on a scale of one to a hundred what was your response well, it might vary per movie, but I think as a as a global Star Wars fan, I would say I'm in the high 80s. High 80s? There was a time I would have been in the upper 90s, because I had the movies memorized, and I could recite the music cues and the sound effects all in time, but I've, I've kind of slipped in my age. Well, I'm not talking just movies. I'm talking overall Star Wars stuff. You're higher than... You're uh, higher than... Well, I, I think about 80s. it a lot. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've got Star Wars Legos... Yes. You do you have all the Star Wars Legos? No, no. No. There's too many. Way too expensive. <laughs> way too expensive. You've got a lot of Star Wars Legos. Mm-hmm. Tons of other toys. Yes. Yeah, we have comic books. Um, comic books. Some of the older toys. Some of the newer toys. Uh, when it came to the toys, I'm not a collector of toys. I like to actually play with the toys and I like to spark my imagination that way. Um, I have a, a small army of uh, stormtroopers. They're on my desk, and it's about 50 Stormtroopers. Um, 50 Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah so. okay. <laughs> so I'm going to ratchet you from a high 80 into the well into the 90s because you actually designed a Lego vehicle that yes. you gave to Lego to try to get them to make, and we'll revisit that, but you actually designed a Lego vehicle. Right. What was that vehicle? Um, so I'm a big fan of the Dark Forces video game. And in our process, my wife and I were, were collecting and building Star Wars vehicles. There was a hole in my collection, and it was a spaceship from a video game, Dark Forces, Jedi Knight, um, Kyle Katarn's Moldy Crow. Of course. Um, and so I, I challenged myself to try to build it out of Lego. And I went in blind, and this was early in our Lego fandom. Um and I think I pulled it off pretty well. And then uh, Lego started a Lego's Ideas platform where people would submit their ideas for Lego projects. And I submitted it and I got a lot of response. I didn't win, mm-hmm. um, but I got a lot of people who kept emailing me. They wanted the, the plans for it. I created this huge PDF that I could email to them and it had step-by-step instructions on how to put the whole thing together, parts list. Um, so it was very popular within the, the, the fan community. And then 
uh, Legoland in California, they used to have a um, once a year event called Star Wars Days, and they would invite they don't anymore. No, they they once Disney bought them out, they said no more. Oh. One, what? Sorry, once Disney bought Star Wars, they said no more. Oh, gotcha. Anyway, it, during these Star Wars days, we would go and um, we'd participate in what's called the community or fan build display that was uh, on top of the model shop. Yeah. And yeah, people were, I gave up my cards and they loved it. And people will still comment every once in a while. I'll get a, a Facebook message like, I really love that Moldy Crow. Can you please send me the parts list? I want to build one for my, myself. One guy made one out of a different color. That was a lot cool. He kept showing me pictures back and forth and That's asked cool. me about special pieces. Like, this one piece, I can't seem to find it. I'm like, oh, yeah, go here. And this is what it's called. And this is the set that comes from. So to make something like that happen, um, there is a website that fans of LEGO go to called Bricklink. Bricklink.com. And it's an aftermarket place where people who have excess Legos can sell those pieces to other people who are looking for those pieces, even ones that are discontinued. And so that was pivotal in our Lego fandom and for me to build this this particular spaceship. So you said you were a Star Wars fan in the high 80s. And you and bumped you, me into 90. <laughs> and I bumped you into, I think people realize you're probably into the 90s. You built your own Lego Spaceship Moldy from Crow. the Moldy, Moldy Crow. Crow from the Dark Forces video games. Video game. Kyle Katarn's first ship. Sure. And it crashes and blows up. It's very, very sad. Because the Moldy Crow 2 was, or I, I think it's called the Raven's Claw. It was not, it didn't stand up the same design. It wasn't the Moldy Crow. It wasn't. Oh my goodness. No. Keep in mind, it, there's like. Have play, we gotten too deep for you yet? No, probably. There's play features and there's like a play aesthetic for like the basic. Um, the basic Star Wars toys, right? And then there's the the UCS, the Ultimate Collector's Editions of some of these spaceships. So when I was building my you know fleet of Rebel ships and Imperial ships, I wanted it to fit in that. I wanted it to sit on the same shelf as those those regular playable ones. So you know it wasn't a huge version of the model. It was a mini fig scale version of the model, which you know is their little people scale, right? So I mean, it was big. It was probably as big as the current Millennium Falcon. The play scale play, Millennium Falcon that's out on the market right now, not the Ultimate Collector's Edition. You created a PDF instructions for it. Yeah, I was a little I, obsessive uh, about that too. Yeah, I think we're going to bump We're going to give you an A minus. No, no, we're going to hold on to that 90. We're going to hold on to that 90? Yes. You're, we're gonna, you want to go. I will not go above 90. No. No, for my own integrity, I got I to keep it low. Because there are some people out there who, who their fandom blows mine away, like big time. I'll be the first to admit it. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't have posters on the walls anymore <laughs> you don't have any posters in the walls but you did but that's fine well we'd certainly love to hear from those people and uh anyone else out there who wants to shout us out um we are going to talk star wars probably at least once a month maybe more but uh let's introduce ourselves a little bit more deeply now that we've got baby yoda and favorite action figures out of the way uh my name once again is stefan arnold and I am, uh, when I'm not working for the government, I own my own fantasy football website. And you can reach me on Twitter as FFObserver. And my fantasy website is FantasyFootballObserver.com. As you might imagine, Travis, tell the world how they can reach you. And you are an artist and an author. Let them know about you. Yes, yeah, so uh, Travis Heiner, but I go by Sue Boken, S-U-B-O-K-E-N, on social media platforms uh, I am an artist, uh, mostly sculpture and painting, um, digital painting and traditional. 
I am currently teaching at Create Center for the Arts here locally. Um, I'm their artist in residence, and I'm teaching people how to paint in VR and then translate that information to 3D printers. So you can reach me at the Saboken Project, um, Saboken.com, the Saboken Project on Facebook, um, also Saboken or the Saboken Project on Instagram. There you go. You uh, have some music, uh, yes. indie electronic music. Yep. Um, available on all streaming platforms now. Yeah. Also under the name Suboken. Well, check that out, folks. Suboken Project. That's S-U-B-O-K-E-N. And uh, if you weren't busy enough, you also have made a tabletop game. Yes. Called the Robot Battle League. The Robot Battle League. Yeah. Tell us about that. Game. Rubble R-B-L for as its acronym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, my wife and I uh, we developed a tabletop game it's uh basically it's a a take that style card game but there is a um, an actual player board and token element to the whole thing i have some videos on youtube again if you look up saboken on youtube you'll see some play videos and we just recently posted um, some girl scouts local girl scouts playing the game it's a lot of fun it's action-packed it's basically uh robots battling it out on sweet (laughs) in a scrapyard and just punching each other and you play cards to to do attacks, to deal attacks, deal damage, uh, defense cards, or specialty attack cards. Cool, and that is uh, Saboken on YouTube as well. Yes. And so you will have the Robot Battle League videos as well as your music videos. And some art stuff on there as well, yeah. Man, you, you're you covering the map. Yeah. But we're, we're here to talk Star Wars. Yeah, we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely here to talk, talk Star Wars. All right. So let's talk about what Star Wars means to us all right you go first no i go first you go first this time all right well the reason why i wanted to do this and and just talk to you about it and and, uh kind of uh draw on your knowledge as well is you know that's what what i grew up with i remember being uh five years old um and um waiting on the steps when my father and my older sister came back from the first star wars and ouch i know well it's not is it, i don't know if it's really appropriate for a five-year-old maybe maybe it was not i mean today it is of course but back in the day it's a i know six more I, I more sheltered that. yeah i guess so that, uh, five's pretty but, I mean, no, I'm at the ouch but sitting on the steps waiting yeah i remember they came back and they really loved it and i was bummed that i couldn't see it um, and then over the years, having a lot of the action figures and um, the uh, Stormtrooper blaster, my friend had the Han Solo pistol. Mm-hmm. He had the AT-AT. Oh, yeah. I, he, I love that at That Very was a cool. good toy. He had the AT-AT. He, uh, I, think he had, I think he had the he had the Boba Fett ship, too. He Slave had, one. Slave one, of course. It's no moldy crow, <laughs> no. but 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 it, it's up there. They're they're not connected in my book. Absolutely. And I had some I had some toys from Hoth, and uh, so just really loved loved playing with those. Obviously, when I was a kid, and followed all the movies, and and uh, have seen all the movies, and certainly talked more about our favorite movies as we go along here. I don't know if I want to give that away. Maybe maybe people will be able to guess it. Uh, soon enough but um so that's why i love it and i'd, I'd love to learn more i've I read some books back in the day and would would love some pointers or some direction on um reading the best books uh, mm. that are out there right now um and so we'll talk about that 
probably on a future episode. But uh, so what does Star Wars mean to you, sir? Uh, well, I was six. There you go. I know we're close in age. Um, if I remember correctly, I believe it was my dad who took me to go see the first movie. And I think I saw it in a theater, but my parents were separated and my father lived out of state. So I'd go up in the summer and stay with him. And that summer of 77, it was every weekend at the drive-in. And we had a bus or VW bus. You would go every weekend or the movie he was would take playing? Me, no, he would take me every weekend. He would take he you would, every weekend. To the drive-in and Star Wars would be there. It'd be like a double feature. So you'd get to see something he wanted to see, but I'd see Star Wars and I'd probably pass out before the second movie started. But he would just put the speaker in the window and we'd watch Star Wars on the, the biggest screen ever. You know, it's, I mean, drive-in screens were huge. Drive-in's great. And I remember sometimes it, there would be like a slow-mo in the movie. I, again, I was starting to memorize the movie. So I'd cut to the concession stand. Um... And I would just stand there by concession stand because they had uh, spare speakers right there for people to just continue to listen to the movie while they were buying concessions. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That was an awesome summer. Very cool. That was yeah. it. And then my parents started buying me toys, so I used to mix them with my G.I. Joes when G.I. Joes started come, coming out and I had so much fun. And then, and then the Jawas would fight the G.I. Joes. Yes. Yeah. The Jawas were the nemesis of everybody. It was all... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> then... You know, I had no idea what it even meant to have a sequel, and then Empire Strikes Back came out, and that was the first time I'd ever camped out. I guess I would say camped out for a movie. We really weren't camping out for it, but back then it would be considered, because we were like hours. My my mom and uh, my stepfather, it was in uh, Redlands, I think, or maybe San Bernardino here in Southern California, yeah. and that was a huge auditorium. The screen was concave, and it was like... Back then, it was rare to have stadium-like seating, and it had stadium seating oh, wow. like that. It, they weren't comfortable chairs, but they were basically up. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I remember how epic it was just to listen to a, a packed theater screaming and yelling and cheering for all the moments, and that movie was, I mean, imprinted on my brain. And then yeah. I had the soundtrack to The Empire Strikes Back, John Williams. Uh, it was a double disc. Yes, I would I listen to it all the time. Yeah. I'd go to sleep with it on, wake up the next morning, it was still on. And I'd flip the album over and listen to another. I mean, it was everywhere. And then albums, uh, look it up, kids. Yeah, vinyl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, in '83, Return of the Jedi came out. But for you know, just circumstances, I didn't even get a chance to see it until like a month after it come out. Yeah. Um, but still loved you're it. You're not I in loved... control when you're a little kid. You I know. Can't, you can't drive totally yourself. Sucks. I would have come lived on. in that theater. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was just an amazing three movie arc. Outstanding. Couldn't be beat. Nope. I, well, I mean, Indiana Jones was... I oh. get, there wasn't actually another Indiana Jones... I mean, Temple of Doom, I can't remember when it came out, but I don't think it came out until after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. As far as serialized movie making, right? Absolutely, yeah. And now look where we're at with Marvel. <laughs> I know, crazy. And uh, look where we are with Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, movie... Many an episode Movie 11, uh, if you count Rogue One and Solo, of course. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> movie... Some no. people don't. I do. I count them. <laughs> That's a teaser, folks, about Solo. We are saving something interesting about Solo, which is hard to do. But uh, 11 movies. <laughs> oh, <geez>. no, <laughs> Have an no, opinion, no. Dewey. No, I, I actually liked it, but anyway, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, so obviously three great movies to start off, uh, and then the uh, the trilogy. The, preview and then uh, these last three you mean the prequels prequels yes yeah. sorry sorry the holiday sorry, special it's been a long day the ewok Hol- the holiday special yes the ewok the two ewok specials tv shows and you got the clone wars and 
all that other oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about those. Yeah, you can't, can't take. We're, we're, that's that's another episode. Okay, we can't put that at all in one episode. We're at twenty seven minutes right now. All right, <laughs> hey, so let's let's tell you folks what we're gonna do for our uh, coming episodes, and so you can stick with us and uh, get more knowledge. Um, we are going to rock and roll this thing all the way well into the new year. This is our introductory podcast, which we're going to wrap up soon. Our next podcast which is going to be available, if not immediately upon this one, within a day or two after this one. And of course, we're going to be talking about Rise of Skywalker and all of the questions and plot holes that Travis thinks needs to be solved. For me, yes. For you, uh, for, for that movie uh, involving all the main characters. So that's really going to be interesting. Um, we are also going to have, after the holidays, we're going to have a parent's guide to introducing your children to Star Wars and The Order to Watch, mm-hmm. which is very controversial. I'm very passionate about that uh, that topic, yeah. I have two little boys. I want to make sure they were inter- introduced to Star Wars in the correct manner. Which means starting on with Star Wars. The most ideal, yes. I mean, people have different opinions. We'll talk about it when the time comes. We'll talk but, about yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I'll start right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's getting late. So then we are going to have the best and worst of Star Wars. We are going to have a Star Wars fan scale so we can accurately measure Travis's <laughs> fandom. Uh, hint, if you own Star Wars sheets... That is going to be put you well in well in the front of the pack right now. If you have Star Wars sheets, do you have Star Wars sheets? My sons do. I think that counts. Okay. So we're <laughs> going to do that, um, and we are going to have the the future of Star Wars, where it may go or where it should go, and as we said with Solo, Travis has an idea for not one. But two movies... Two follow-up movies. Two follow-up movies to Solo mm-hmm. to save Solo the movie. To make Solo a very important chapter in the Star Wars saga. Save it and make it important. They don't involve Han Solo. I'll put that out there. They don't involve Han Solo. Two movies yes. after Solo yes. to save Solo, make it important to in the universe. a three-movie story arc. That makes Solo the first episode of these three movies that feature different key characters, but then the overarching storyline, like, okay, I got to go watch Solo again because I need to see what, okay, and then part two, whatever that movie's going to be, I know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) And then part three brings a conclusion to it. Um, And I will say this, uh, fans of the Cartoon Rebel series will be very, I hope would be appreciative of where this goes. Nice. Yes. All right, guys, I think that'll do it for our introductory uh, episode here on Before the Z-Wing podcast. To let you guys know where you can reach us more and where we will be posting future episodes, we have Before the ZW Instagram and Before the ZW Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And we are also going to have a Twitter account, which I will tell you the name of the Twitter account in the next episode as a teaser so just look for Before the ZW and also uh, Saboken Project on YouTube and Travis will uh, instruct you how to get to us there. But that's it for our introductory show. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, Travis, anything else before we sign off? No, just thank you. I hope you stick with us and definitely leave uh, your opinions in the comments. 
and I think we'll give a chance to try to engage with some of those comments and go from there. Absolutely. Let's have a healthy conversation. Yeah, let's talk about it. Love to hear your feedback, good and bad. Uh, just let us know what we are uh, doing good at and what you totally don't agree with. I'm sure I'm saying everything right and you have different opinions from Travis. But uh, <laughs> let, us know, let us know, guys. Uh, we are going to have a blast talking about Rise of Skywalker before the movie comes out. And then, of course, after the holidays, we are going to dissect that movie and let you know our thoughts on it. So thanks again, guys. Um, I'm not going to say may the force be with you but because you just did. I did, <laughs> but um, may your, I, I don't have a sign off. Sorry. <laughs> should be sorry. May the force be with you guys. We're going to have a sign off on the second episode coming up. A staple sign off? Is that what you're looking for? Every time. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll come up with one. <laughs> okay, guys, we will talk to you later. We'll see you on the next episode. See you guys later. May the force be with you. Peace out.